0: and places in the following story are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. And now, from the files of the Texas Rangers, the case called The Rubout.
1: It is 9.30 p.m., July 23rd, 1936. The night is sticky hot. In the dimly lit dressing room of a border town fight arena, young, good-looking ex-cowpoke Johnny Buck is getting a last-minute rubdown from one of his handlers, Slim Corey.
2: Hold still, cowboy. Man, you keep scrounging around like a frog in a frying
1: pan. I'm plum beat, Corey. Just plumb beat. You did get a last night. What time's it, Corey? Uh, reckon Sammy Windup's just about over. Uh, where's Mike Morales? Mike ain't coming, cowboy. What do you mean he ain't coming? Mike's my manager, ain't he? He's gotta be in my corner tonight. Yeah, but you know he ain't coming. Yeah, he'll show. He likes that dinero too much to stay away. All right, lay <laughs> up. It's a wonder I got any hide left. All I get is
2: a bad time. I wonder this guy can't sleep nights. Well, that's your own fault, cowboy. You was warned to keep away from that young filly. What filly are you talking about? You know I'm talking about Mike Morales' kid sister, Nina. that don't go calling her no filly. What about Nina? Oh, way well, yeah, I see it. Mike ain't kept her in a convent just so she can get mixed up with no leather pushing. Yeah, Mike should talk. He'd starve if it weren't for me
1: eating leather every week. Where's Chico? Gotta have somebody in my corner size a lousy rubber. Ah,
2: you gotta relax, cowboy. Relax?
1: How's the guy gonna relax when my manager takes a powder? My second takes a walk and gets to come back. You go out hey, and find it. Me wind up. It's almost over. Get ready, cowboy, huh? Eh? Chico, where's Mike? Eh. Hey, well, what do you need, Mike? You doing the fighting? Yeah. I have a mind to get dressed and hottail the heck out of here. What's the matter, cowboy? You getting chicken? Why, you crummy little girl, get your hands off me, you. That's for us, cowboy. We're on now. Let's go, Chico. Turn them loose. You'll never be no loser. <laughs> okay, let's go.
0: What are you so excited about? I didn't mean nothing,
1: cowboy. Let's go. What's around. Salmon's coming up. How you feeling? Deep. I'm uh, What's wrong, cowboy? Check it. He's like a hot rod. Lippity cut into a cornfield. Should have punched with the redhead from the star instead of boxing him. Okay, cowboy. You've been boxing long enough. Go out and slug with Kim. Yeah. Might as well go out punching. punch him. Adios, amigo.
3: This is Kevin Brown, cousin. As usual, red sealer's out of his corner like a Texas wildcat putting out at a poor little old Easter rabbit. On the phone, Johnny Buck just got off his cow pony.
1: He's trading punches with sealer smack dab over our microphone. But something's got to give.
3: It's Johnny Buck. The car poked on the ropes. He's bleeding from the cut of his right eye. Keel with the right hand. Keel is down. Red Keel is down. The referee is waving Johnny Buck to a neutral corner. The day's top rope don't seem to understand. Now he turns to go. He's staggering. Johnny Buck has just
1: collapsed to the canvas. Oh, this arena is turning to an insane asylum. Red Keel is grabbing for the ropes. He's climbing to his feet. Keel managers in the ring. Screaming at the referee to come over Johnny Buck. The referee is starting to come over. Johnny Buck was rushed to the hospital. Sheriff Haynes, present at the fight, went along to investigate. While at the hospital, he was told the fighter might have been poisoned. This prompted the sheriff to call the Texas Rangers. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned and joined Sheriff Haynes in the hospital corridor. Sure glad you got
2: here, Jace. The whole ruckus smells higher than a polecat sitting on a hot stove. Hmm. How bad off is the kid, Sheriff? Pretty bad, Jace. Docs in there with him now. Poison been identified? Not yet. I'd sure like to talk to Johnny Buck's manager. Is he around anywhere? Nope. What's more, he never even showed for the fight. What? You mean he wasn't in Buck's corner? No, he wasn't. Then when I learned Buck had been poisoned... This really reeks. Seems like Morales stayed away because he knew what was going to happen. Of course. Oh, I did see him outside the arena about eight tonight. Rushed up to me all in a sweat because his kid sister Nina was going to elope Johnny Buck right after the fight. Said she was underage, wanted me to take her into custody if she showed up. That doesn't make sense. All Morales had to do was stick close to Johnny Buck, the girl would have to show sometime. Yeah. Give me some story like if I stayed on the lookout at the arena, he'd be able to search for her among her friends. So far, i never seen hide her hair of her. Where'd he go after he talked to you? Inside the arena. Said he had to see Chico Valdez, that's Johnny's trainer. Then I saw him drive off, oh, maybe 15 minutes later. I want Morales picked up, Sheriff. Right now, he stacks up a pretty fair suspect. Yep. He sure had the motive. Could have done plenty in 15 minutes. Oh, Jace, that's Doc signaling. We can go in now. We weren't in there very long. John Buck died mumbling Mike Morales' name. We checked the time for autopsy and sent out a backup call for Morales. As we started out down the corridor, a pretty young Mexican girl came toward us, excitedly, almost in tears.
4: Can you please tell me which way I can find Johnny Buck?
2: Are you Nina Morales? Yes, I am. Nina, this is Ranger Pearson. He'd like to ask you a few questions.
4: I've got to see Johnny. I know he's expecting me.
2: Let's, Let's go into the waiting room, Nina. Sit down, Nina.
4: Can I see Johnny first? I'll come right back here. Honest, I will.
2: In a few minutes. Nina, perhaps you can tell us why your brother wasn't in Johnny's corner tonight.
4: I think because he's no longer Johnny's manager.
2: Why did he break up with Johnny?
4: On account of me. It was silly. Mike said he didn't want me running around with price fighters. Said Johnny wasn't good enough for me. How would he know Johnny's good and kind? Mm-hmm.
2: When did Mike find out about you and Johnny?
4: I don't know for sure. He warned Johnny, but we still kept seeing each other. And last night, I know Chico saw us, and... Well, when Johnny brought me home, there was Big Mike waiting for us.
2: What happened? Well,
4: when I told him Johnny and I were going to get married, he went wild. He slapped me, and then he and Johnny headed out. They fought? Johnny gave him a beating...
2: What happened after that?
4: He told Johnny they were through. He said before we could ever get married, he'd kill Johnny first.
2: Yeah, Mike probably said that out of anger.
4: Oh, he has a terrible temper. But I think he's going to feel differently after we're married.
2: Thanks, Nina. That's all.
4: I can go now? I can see Johnny? Yes.
2: Uh, Nina? Yes? Yes? Nina, you don't want to see him. Not now.
4: But I do. That's why I came. What's wrong?
2: Something
4: happened to
5: him? You see? He's dead, Nina.
4: I knew it. I could feel it. All the way down here, I knew it. Yesterday, Johnny promised me he'd quit the fight game. We were going to be so happy.
2: While we were trying to calm the grief-stricken girl, a phone call came through from Hafey, a neighboring deputy who had picked up Mike Morales. I instructed him to meet us at the sheriff's office with Morales. Then we left, taking Nina with us in protective custody. It was almost 2.30 a.m. when Hefe reported to the sheriff in the outer office. Want to see Morales now, Jace? Yeah. Uh, Nina, why don't you go with the sheriff and wait in the other office while we talk to your brother? Do you mind? No, I don't mind. This way, Nina.
3: Nina. What are you doing don't here? Don't talk to me. Nina, baby, honest. I, I was only thinking of you. I wanted you to go back to the convent to study. Nina, stay on me, <inaudible> Johnny. No. No. No,
2: no. Bring him in, Sheriff. Inside. What did she just say to you? Yeah. Uh, she complained about a headache. Your sister speaks Spanish better than you understand it, Morales. Sit down. She's upset. She she don't know what she's saying. You know about Johnny Buck? Yes. Yes, I know. A terrible thing. When did you last see him? I... I didn't see Johnny since night before the fight. That's not true, Mike.
3: I saw you go into the arena myself last night. Yes, but I only went to take Chico to see the promoter. To turn over the purse to Chico. I didn't want Johnny to have money so he could run away with Nino. I'll check that. Okay, check. Go ahead.
2: Didn't you go to Johnny's dressing room?
3: Whoever said I did is a pack of lies.
2: Didn't you have to go to the dressing room to get Chico? I did not. I met him outside
3: the promoter's office. Hmm.
2: Where you been all night? All over. Looking for Nino. When you should have been in your fighter's corner. My sister, she is more important to me. You knew something was going to happen to Johnny. Isn't that why you stayed away from the fight? No, I didn't know he was going to get killed. Who said he was killed? I... I don't know. I thought somebody... Somebody said... You told Johnny you'd kill him if he eloped with your sister. What were you going to do, Morales? Shoot him or strangle him? No, no, I wouldn't do these things. What would you do? Maybe poison him?
3: Nothing! I wouldn't do nothing! Mm -hmm.
2: You've been drinking, Morales. Yeah. I had a few on account of poor Johnny. I... I've been trying to forget. Yeah? Well, I want you to remember when I talk to you again in the morning. In the meantime, maybe you better spend the night here. Here? In jail? I got to go home. I got to take care of Nina. You need sleep, Mike. If you go home, you'll be up all night arguing with Nina. Ranger's right. You know the mood she's in. Yeah. I don't want no trouble. All right, Mike. All right.
1: Let's go. Oh, hey, Steve. Uh, put Mike in the overnight tank and then drive Nina home.
2: Yeah. Actually, Jase, you don't have enough to hold Morales. That may be a drunk charge. Sure, drunk charge. Maybe a night in the bullpen will loosen his tongue in the morning. Yeah. Jace, what did Nina yell at Mike in Spanish? She said, you killed my Johnny, or words to that effect. Think she'll tell that to a jury? I doubt it. Well, nothing more we can do now until we get the autopsy report, Sheriff. Let's get some sleep. (laughs) I left the sheriff's office and checked in at a local hotel. It seemed like I'd hardly fallen asleep when the phone began to ring. My watch said it was 6.30 a.m. Hello. Chase? Yeah, who's this? Sheriff Haynes. Oh, oh uh, I'm sorry, Sheriff. Are you sure you're awake? Uh, I am now. What's up? The doc just
1: phoned. He's completed the autopsy report.
2: Good. What does it show?
1: Wasn't even a trace of poison found in the stomach, Chase.
2: Wasn't? What did kill Johnny Buck? Nitroglycerin? Nitroglycerin? That's
1: right. Showed up in the bloodstream. Hmm. Jace, don't they use nitroglycerin for certain heart
2: conditions? To pick up the heart, not explode it. Hey, wait a minute. Seems to me there are several cases on record where poison nitrates were absorbed through the skin.
5: What
2: you getting at, Jace? Nitroglycerin is an odorless liquid. Dissolves in alcohol. Johnny could have had a rubdown before he entered the ring. If the rubbing liniment had been spiked... His skin would absorb enough of it in the heat of action to kill him.
5: Think you got something, Jake?
2: How soon can we get into the arena?
5: Anytime you say. Why?
2: If I'm right about the liniment, Sheriff, we should find signs of it in the dressing room. Meet you there in ten minutes.
0: In just a moment, we will continue with Tales of the Texas Rangers... ...starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson.
6: For almost two centuries, Americans have enjoyed the valuable privileges of freedom. Now, freedom needs each American to dedicate himself to its preservation. We must not allow our liberties to be endangered by neglect of our duties as citizens. During this year of rededication... Join with your fellow Americans in reaffirming the principles on which this country is founded and the safeguarding of those principles. Make it your business to see that federal, state, and local governments are conducted honestly. Help to maintain the good morale of your sons and daughters in the armed forces. Learn the facts about all candidates and issues. Then, vote for the one you believe in. Make the most of every minute of your job. Produce as much as you can, and thus increase our military and economic strength. Work for better schools and a better community. Guard your American heritage of freedom. It needs you.
0: We continue now with Tales of the Texas Rangers and our authentic story The Rubout. <laughs>
2: dressing room at the fight arena, we scraped up a dry residue from the floor and rubbing table and had it flown to the lab at Austin for immediate analysis. We released Morales after another talk, assigned a deputy to tail him, and then took off for a local gym where Chico and Corey worked with other boxers. It was 11.15 when we got there. Lots of early cauliflower here, Jace. Yeah, I'll stick to the garden variety. You see either of Johnny's handlers, Sheriff? Yep, that's Chico holding the sandbag with the big heavyweight. Now let's get over there.
1: All right, come on, come on, Buster. Get some lard behind that hook, will you? Zing into the bag. Make believe it's your brother in law, huh? Uh, Chico! Yes!
2: Uh, can you come here?
1: Oh, hi, Sheriff. Sure, sure. Come on, snap into a little shadow box, Buster, huh? This is Ranger Pearson, Chico. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, Ranger.
2: You know Johnny Buck died last night?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was too bad, huh? Too bad. Hey, great kid, Johnny. Sure popped for the title in a couple of years. He couldn't miss.
2: You were his rubber?
1: No, I was his trainer. Uh, Second, you know. The brain trust. (laughs) Robin, that's Corey's job.
2: Were you in the dressing room with Johnny, right up the ring time? Uh, Most of the time. I wouldn't leave that kid. He was like my own brother. Any outsiders in the dressing room?
1: Maybe. Not while I was there. How about Morales? Mike? No, no. Mike was never in the dressing room. He was at the arena. I talked to him myself. Well, all I know is I met him outside the promoter's office. We had to talk to him about Johnny's door.
2: Well, that didn't take all night.
1: No, no. Mike was there only a few minutes. I had to stick around.
2: Mike left by himself. How do you know he didn't go to Johnny's dressing room?
1: (laughs) Gosh, I don't know. Maybe he did. I, I wouldn't swear. Is some Corey around here? Corey? No, no, no. Can't hear too bad. He's supposed to work with a couple of fighters, but he sent the word that he's sick. Yeah, I can't believe a word that he says. They have
2: loco most of the time.
1: Hey, what's up, Ranger? Anything wrong about last night?
2: Just the usual questions we ask when a fighter dies after a... That's a likely-looking heavyweight you got there, Chico. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, shit, yeah, nothing like Johnny Buck. Yeah, you better get back to your boy. His shadow's going ahead on points. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what happens, when when I leave the big (laughs) bum. Well, uh, so long, Ranger, Sheriff. Anything else you want to know, you can always find me here.
2: Okay, I'll remember that. You got Corey's address, Sheriff? Yeah, Jace. Let's go. Guess this cord's to ring the doorbell. Maybe Corey ain't home. That's right again.
0: Sheriff
2: Haynes, Corey. Come on in. The door's open. Sorry, I, I can't get out of bed, Sheriff. What's wrong with you? I don't know for sure. Never felt like this before. Guess on account of last night, what happened to Johnny? Did you rub him down before the fight? Yeah, I needed it real bad. Where'd you get the liniment? Um, Chico. He brung it along his satchel. Chico's badly broken up about Johnny. Chico? Who are you kidding, mister? Why? Didn't they get along? Heck No. Not since Johnny started beating his time with Mike's kid sister. Oh, Chico didn't like that, huh? Shucks, he went plumb loco when he heard about Johnny and Nina fixing to get hitched. Why, the night of the fight, Chico was so crazy mad he wouldn't come near the dressing room. Well, well, when he did, he and Johnny had a ruckus. Were you in the dressing room all the time Johnny was there? Yeah, most every minute of the time. Did Morales show up while you were there? No, Mike never showed at all. He... Gosh, I feel like I'm gonna pass out. Somebody
5: got an
2: aspirin? You don't need an aspirin, Corey. You need a doctor. We're going to get you to a hospital and fast. We took Corey to the hospital and waited for the diagnosis. Blood tests confirmed what we'd suspected. Corey was suffering from a trace of nitroglycerin poisoning. Immediate measures were taken to save him. When we went back to the sheriff's office, the lab report from Austin was waiting for me in the teletype room. What's it say, Jase? Listen to this, Sheriff. Test completed. Scrapings from dressing room floor and table definitely nitroglycerin. Impurities in residue is type of clay usually found in commercial dynamite. I don't get it. What has dynamite got to do with it? Well, simple enough. Dynamite contains nitroglycerin. The clay holds it together. The nitro could have been dissolved in alcohol and strained through a cloth. Well, I'll be dying. But how did Corey get poisoned with the stuff? He most likely got into the pores of his hands while giving Johnny Buck his rub down. The reason Johnny went so fast was because his entire body was saturated with a poisoned liniment. Then our problem right now is to find the party who mixed the stuff. And Chico sure had a motive. If Corey was telling the truth, then I think we might get that answer at Mike Morales.
3: Come in, Ranger. Sheriff. Mike.
2: What do you know about Slim Corey? He's
3: a good boy. Corey worked with my fighters for years. Even before I took on Johnny. How did Corey get
2: along with Johnny Buck? Oh, he was a good friend.
3: (laughs) Always filling him up with advice.
2: I see. Is Nina around? Yeah, sure. Nina. What do you want? The Ranger and the Sheriff are here. Come down.
3: Poor kid. We just got through making the arrangements
2: for Johnny. How are you feeling now, Nina?
4: How should I feel?
2: I'd like to ask you something, Nina.
4: I told you all I know.
2: About Chico.
4: Chico? What do I have to do with Chico?
2: Well, weren't you good friends at one time?
4: Never. I couldn't stand him. He's a sneak. He was always spying on me.
2: He was jealous of Johnny?
4: Crazy jealous.
2: Mike, huh? was it Chico who told you about Johnny and Nina? Yes. Chico told me. He was always telling me all kinds of things. Things I couldn't believe. Did he tell you to get rid of Johnny? What do you mean, get rid of Johnny? Break up with him, split. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he put that idea in my head. He was the one. I see. I'm sorry to have troubled you again, Mike, Nina. Let's go, Sheriff. Looks like Chico's our boy, Chase. Everything points to him like a signpost. Strong jealousy motive, deliberate lies about his friendship for Johnny Buck, a dressing room brawl with Johnny on the night of the fight. And he was the one who gave Corey the rubbing liniment. Yeah. Now all we need is definite proof that he spiked it to send Mr. Valdez to the big chair at Huntsville. (laughs) stopped to pick up a search warrant and then went on to Chico's home. It was exactly 3.47 p.m. when we pulled up in front of a weather-beaten two-room adobe on the outskirts of town to see if we could find the final link of evidence that would help convict Chico for the murder of Johnny Buck. No one here, Jason. Yeah, the door might be unlocked. I'll try it. No, it isn't. You want to pick the lock? Yeah, let's go around the back. Hey, hold it a second, Sheriff. Why? I want to have a look at this trash box. Okay. Meantime, I'll see if the back door's unlocked.
3: Back door's locked, too.
6: There's a window open on the side. Good. Yeah.
2: You find something, Jace? Yeah, a very interesting-looking piece of cloth. Hmm. Sheriff, this might be it. This rag? Yeah. Could have been used to strain the nitroglycerin. You really think so, Jace? Almost tell that residue blindfolded. I eh, might as well take the trash box and all as evidence. You want me to give you a hand with it? No, I can handle it. I'll park this stuff in the car. In the meantime, you go inside through that window and open the door for me. Will you? Okay.
5: <laughs> <laughs> shut up, shut up. Are you crazy? Shut up. shut up. Give me
1: your. Huh? Now you better shut up. You got a wife and kids. You better keep shut
5: Why, Why are you Fill
1: this gun in your throat. One more sound from you and I blow a hole through it. Now roll over your face. So I dig into the floor and don't you move. Now I unlock the door for your range, of friend. I give him a little surprise. Don't you turn your head. Oh.
2: Jase, ah! Jase, you're bleeding. Got yeah, I... shoulder. I'll be okay.
1: Looks pretty bad.
2: Yeah, you look kind of battered yourself, Sheriff.
1: Yeah, I feel that way
2: too. Oh, Chico, dead? No. Mm-hmm. Chico. Oh, my legs. They hurt me.
0: Oh, they hurt something awful.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what you get, Chico. And you start messing around with dynamite.
0: In just a moment, we will tell you the results of the case you have just heard. And now, here are the results of the case you have just
1: heard. Ranger Pearson recovered from his wounds and was present at Chico Valdez's trial ten weeks later when Chico confessed to the premeditated murder of Johnny Buck. On January 13, 1938, Chico paid the supreme penalty for his crime in the electric chair at the state penitentiary in Huntsville.
0: Next week, Joe McCray and another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of The Texas Rangers. And places in the following story are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. <laughs> and now, from the files of the Texas Rangers, the case called Hitchhiker. <laughs>
1: It is shortly after dawn on the morning of April 4th, 1947. Hod Cotter of Boca County, Texas, is driving away from his small ranch on Farm Road 102. Suddenly, he sees a man on the side of the road thumbing a ride. Want a lift,
5: young fellow? Yeah, thanks. Well, hop in, if you don't mind riding in this old crate. <laughs> Just listen to her,
1: boy. Or... Yeah. Well, where are you heading for? El Paso. Well, I ain't going that far,
2: but I can take you to Elkton. I'll be fine. kind of out of your way, ain't you?
6: Yeah, yeah. Last ride left me off up the line and spent the night under a tree.
1: Yeah, that's tough. Night's mighty cold for this time of year. Mm -hmm. You can cut down to Amy from Elkton, you know.
6: Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) It's funny the way you popped out from nowhere. Dang near didn't see you.
6: glad you did. you, You stopping? Here's for some water. Why, ain't in any rush, eh? Uh, no, 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 it's all right. Uh, now look at this, Matt?
5: Hey, help yourself. And what take long.
3: Howdy, hot. Huh? not out of gas already. You just got some last night. Morning, Charlie. No, it's just water this time. I'll get it. Oh, that water catch sure is hot. Oh, let me see there. Yeah, it's that water pump leaking... Better let me put you in a new one, Hyde. Oh, well, not right now, Charlie. i got to get into town. Now, don't go putting it off. That pump ain't going to get no better. Well, I'll tell you what.
1: I'll leave the car with you when I get back. Well, uh, noon.
3: Fine. You figure to take the shortcut? I well, usually do. Why? You'll run into my boy Clark down at the junction. He's working on the roadblock. Constable deputized him about an hour ago. Roadblock? What for? Ain't you heard? Some guy broke jail at poker. Slugged a deputy bringing in his dinner last night. No. Fact. Wipe his keys and his gun. Tired the poor fellow tight You don't say. He broken to the locker and changed clothes, too.
1: I imagine that. What's he look like?
3: Well, they ain't not had time to get pictures out yet. Old whole thing only broke an hour ago when the sheriff came on to relieve his deputy. They
1: don't expect to find their man way over here, do they? They're crazy,
3: ain't it? Last place in the world he'd head for.
1: Oh, well, I guess they'll pick him up before long. I'll be seeing you, Charlie. Uh, around noon, eh?
3: Yep. Okay. Don't forget now.
1: I won't. Hey, ain't that something? That guy breaking jail?
6: Yeah. Well, how far away is that junction the gas man was talking about?
2: It's hey, just around the bend up ahead.
6: Hey, Pop.
1: Yeah. Huh?
6: When we go through that roadblock, I'm going to be your nephew. Understand?
1: What?
6: Huh?
1: Are you kidding, Mister? This
6: gun will show you if I'm kidding or not. Oh, hey, and that... don't think I won't use it. Let me ask you who I am. I'm your nephew. I'm from Dallas. Been staying with you a few days. Get it? Hey, you ain't you ain't a filler. What huh? do you think?
1: Watch what you trying? To... Now, look, mister. Shut your
6: head up. Uh, there he is. us down. I got a bad cold, see? I'll keep my face covered with this handkerchief. If this gun's under my coat, point straight at your liver. I ain't fooling, Pop. I got nothing to lose. One break, and you're a goner.
1: All I got to do is let loose this hammer. Morning, Hodge. Uh, Howdy, Clark. We're checking everybody. of jailbreak. Y- yeah, your pa was telling me. I'm kind of new at this roadblock business. First time I've ever been on one. Matter of fact, there's a bus car stop. You don't say. Sheriff's yeah. going to get regular deputies here soon. Here's call for the rangers, too. You seem to be doing a good job, Clark. <laughs> it's more fun than working in the gas station, anyway. Who's this, Reddy Hard? I'm supposed to check, you know. He's uh, he's my nephew, uh, Fred Smiley. This is uh, Clark Hollister, Fred. you met his dad up the road. Yeah, yeah, howdy, Clark. Oh, I'm uh, pleased to meet you, Mr. Smiley. So, Fred's been down to visit me all the last couple of days. From Dallas. Oh, Dallas, huh? I was up to Dallas myself last year. Uh,
5: see you got you got a bad cold?
1: Yeah, yeah. I can't seem to shake it. Uh, don't you think we'd better get going, Uncle? Yeah, uh, uh Clerk, can we move on now? I got a lot of things to do down to Elton. Well, <laughs> gosh, I'm I'm supposed to ask strangers for identification, papers, and stuff, you know. Oh, shucks, you being Hosneff, you know. Sure, go ahead. Okay, boys. Pass this one through down there, huh? By 9 a.m., the deputized citizens at the roadblocks had been replaced by regular law enforcement officers. A manhunt under the supervision of Texas Ranger Jace Pearson and Sheriff Sam Ford combed the county with dogs and horses, but failed to locate scent or trail of the escaped prison. Next afternoon, Ranger Pearson and the sheriff were completing a routine check near the eastern edge of the county.
2: Not many folks around here, Jace. A couple of small ranchers and a store or two just about lined it up. Doesn't look too promising, Sheriff. We had another roadblock at that junction we just passed. I see the constable's already called it off. There's not much use keeping the boys out any longer. The man's probably a long way off by now. We must have got through yesterday morning before we set the blocks up. That's the way things break sometimes, sir. There's Charlie Hollister's gas station up ahead. Charlie gets to see everybody in these parts. Anything out of the way happened, you, know about it.
3: Uh, evening, sir.
2: Howdy, Charlie. Shake hands with Ranger Pearson. Uh, Glad to know you, Mr. Hollister.
3: Likewise, Ranger.
2: Got a line on your jailbreaker yet? Yeah, we're still working on it. We're pretty sure he's out of the county anyway. Any cars reported stolen? No, but he could have caught a ride before the news broke. Uh-huh. Have you seen his picture, Mr. Hollister? Uh, oh, they had it in the newspaper, but this is a lot better picture. Yeah,
3: how about that young fellow back there? That's my son. Clark, come here a minute. Yeah, Paul. Mm-hmm. Meet Ranger Pearson, Clark. You know the sheriff.
1: Oh, a Ranger.
2: Sheriff. Hello, Clark. Constable had you working on a roadblock, didn't he, Clark?
3: Yeah, just
2: for spare. They keep you busy? No. You've seen Ree's picture, haven't you, Clark? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Sure didn't come through while I was on duty, though, Ranger.
2: Well, appreciate your helping out, Clark. Oh,
1: not at all. Anytime you need me, Sheriff.
2: Thanks. I'll call on you if I do. See you later, Charlie. All right. We're going to check a few more houses up the line. So long. Uh, oh, say, Sheriff. Yeah? Hey, uh,
3: sure. you're to stop at Hard Carter's? Yeah, why? Would you tell him I'm still waiting on him for that water pump? The old son's was always going to leave me his car yesterday. Sure
2: thing, Charlie. I'll tell him.
1: Probably forgot all about it. Nephew visiting him and all.
3: What nephew? I never heard Hod had no nephew.
1: Well, neither did I till I met him. Been with him a couple of days, Hod said.
3: Well, sure is funny. I've known Hard 30 years. He never mentioned any nephew to
2: me. What'd this fellow look like, Clark? Well, I
1: couldn't rightly see. He had a bad cold, though. He was blowing his nose in a big handkerchief. You better
2: take another look at this picture try to remember.
1: Well, Jim, I'm not sure, but, but Hod told me it was his nephew.
3: Wait a minute. Hard was riding some young fellow when he came through here. Let me see that picture again, Ranger. Does it look
2: like him? Well, I ain't too sure. Come to think of it, he had his face buried in a road map. Well, didn't Hod tell you it was his nephew? No. Funny, ain't it? You'd have thought it was just some hitchhiker Hod picked up. Sheriff? Maybe we better get up to Carter's and check on this nephew. That's Hod's place up there ahead. Yeah, I'll pull up here. Hard lives here alone, runs a few head of cattle. You'll get a kick out of Hard. The old coot's a real character. It doesn't seem to be in. I guess not. We could go in and see if anything's been disturbed. Hard never locks up. Left his breakfast stuff on the table. Yeah, Hard never was much of a housekeeper. Yeah. This isn't today's breakfast, Sheriff. How do you mean, Jace? Looks like he's been gone a couple of days. This milk's sour. The butter's turning rancid. You're sure right. Sheriff, what is it, Jace? Didn't Carter say his nephew'd been staying here with him? That's what he told Clark. There's only one plate here. And one coffee cup. Hollister said the man with Carter looked like a hitchhiker. Yeah. Hid his face behind a map or a handkerchief when anybody might see him. By golly, you don't Sheriff, think... we were hunting for one missing man. Now I got a hunch we're looking for two. Charlie Hollister and his son gave us a few more details, and then I put out an all-points bulletin including a description of Hod mm. Carter's mm. car. Sheriff and I started west, the direction the car had been heading when last seen. All night long, we woke up sleeping gas station operators, grocers, and cafe owners. It don't seem likely they could go this far without eating or gassing up. I must have turned somewhere along the line. The question is, north or south? (laughs) We'll have to check both. You know, Jase, I'm worried about Hart. I can't see Reeves lugging an old man very far. Well, Carter got him to a roadblock. Maybe he figured to use him again. You said everybody knows the old man. Yeah, Hard's a fixture around this country. Been here longer than I can remember. Ornery cuss sometimes. Independent as a hog on ice. But you couldn't help liking him. don't give him up yet, Sheriff. Well, he's borrowing trouble. I guess not. County line up ahead a couple of miles. You going to stay with me? I'm glad to have you along. I'd like to, Jace. Like to a lot. But I ought to be... KTXP Unit 10. Yeah. KTXP to Unit 10. Unit 10 to KTXP. Go ahead.
1: Unit 22 is trying to contact Unit 10 direct. Give
5: location, please.
2: Unit 10 located approximately 80 miles west of Boca. Is Unit 22 outside my range?
5: Yes, Unit 22 is located at Starrett.
2: Ask Unit 22 to stand by. Unit 10 raising balloon aerial to receive Unit 22 signal direct. 10 4, we'll
5: relay your message to Unit
2: 22. 10 4, Unit 10, clear.
5: ATXP, Vegas
2: balloon aerial's in the trunk. You want to give me a hand, Sheriff? Sure thing. 22, that's Clay Morgan's unit. You know him? I can't say I do. Ah, here she is. I'll hook up the gas. Think he's got news on Reeves, Jase? That's possible. it. it's a long way south of here. Well, I got 50 feet of cable here. That'll give me plenty of pickup. Yeah, and I was thinking, Reeves sure gave us a slip he's way down there. Uh, we'll find out in a minute. You raise the balloon the rest of the way, Sheriff. I'll get back on the phone. Right, Chase. Be hey, careful not to get any kinks in that line.
3: I'll watch
5: it.
2: Unit ten to unit twenty-two. Unit ten to unit twenty-two.
1: Unit twenty-two to unit ten. Is my signal clear?
2: Signal clear, unit twenty-two. Have you information for this unit?
1: Yes, unit ten. Car described in your APB. This day was observed in Stara at seven thirty this morning. You hear him all right, Chase?
2: Fine. Place says the car was seen. 10-4, is identification positive, Unit 22.
1: Positive, Unit 10. Witness here identified driver from photo as fugitive from Boca
2: County. What about Hart? I'll check. Unit 10's bulletin described two men in car. Did your witness
0: identify the second passenger also?
5: Witness states one man in car at the time, fugitive only. <laughs>
0: We continue now with Tales of the Texas Rangers and our authentic story, Hitchhiker.
2: I dropped the sheriff off at the next town where he could phone for a ride back to Boca, and I really burned rubber. An hour later, I pulled up in the rear of the highway patrol office in Starrett, where I'd arranged to meet Clay. Clay was saddling his horse outside.
1: case Yeah,
2: hey, You sure made good time. Oh, Clay, I didn't want to hold you up. Well, I think we really got your fugitive bottled up this time. Yeah, I came through one of your roadblocks. Yeah, I thought we might take our horses down the other way and work in. That's a good idea. Why don't you load your horse in my trailer with charcoal? We can take my unit. All right. Come on, Dan, I'll over this way. Come on. What's the story, Clay? Uh, Reeves pulled up at the five-point station just outside town here, got his tank filled and hightailed off without paying all right, well, Dan. Hold it up, boy. Which way did he go? Well, he took off east from the station. East, huh? He's been heading just about every way but up since he broke jail. Yeah. Now, yeah, Rees must know the car is hot by this time, Jase. Word from old man Carter, though, eh? No. Maybe we'll find him in a gully somewhere. We got men backtracking toward Boca for his body.
1: All right, in you go, boy. Come on. Hey, you mind getting that phone, Jase? All the boys are out in the blockade. I'll take it. There you are,
2: Danny boy. All right, get an ambulance out there right away. Thanks. What's up, Jace? Carter's been found on a side road 12 miles south of here. How oh, is he? Pretty bad, but he's still alive. Let's get going. I guess we beat the ambulance here, Jace. Yeah. Pardon us, folks. Stand back, please. Hey, let us through here. Thank you very much. Let us through here. Mr. Carter? Ranger? How is he, Jason? He took a real pistol whipping. If you want to move him, it might be a concussion.
5: Oh. I, I'm all right.
2: Does it hurt you to talk?
5: No, no. Did
2: Reeves do this to you?
5: Yeah. I run. He slugged me.
2: How long ago has this been, Mr. Carter?
5: I don't know. What time is it now?
2: It's 10.15, Mr. Carter.
1: An hour, maybe. Maybe longer.
2: It must be longer than that, Chase. Gas station man reported Reeves was alone. That's nearly three hours ago.
1: I was with him then. You were? Yeah. Made me scrounge down on the floor. Kept that gun on my neck. He'd use it, too, if I'd let out a peep.
2: Well, that puts us a lot closer to him. Which way did he go, Carter?
1: I couldn't say. Drove every which way. Kept off
2: main road. See? Get that car moving from here? Yeah, don't try to turn your head. Yeah, the car's gone. Oh, didn't think he did go after running to that tree. It must have been that tree there, Jase. Yeah, it took quite a smack from the looks of it. Yeah. Hey, the ambulance is coming, Jase, good. He was driving. That was a bit of wheel. I see. But you don't know where he was heading.
5: I don't
2: know. I... Uh, wait a minute, Chief. He did
1: say once he was going to try for Mexico. Right over here with the picture,
2: boys. Over here. Thanks, Mr. Carter. You're going to be all right. Did he say Mexico, Jason? Yeah. We got to stop him before he gets there. Time was running short now, and we knew it. We alerted all officers to be on the lookout for Reeves within 50-mile radius. Then we continued up that road, wandered into the foothills getting worse all the time. Reeves have to be pretty desperate to take this kind of punishment. Yeah, the road's not much better than a cow path from here on. You been up here before, Jase? Yeah, when it goes a few miles more. A couple of Mexican families that have shacks up there in the hills. Mm-hmm. Reeves will never make Mexico on this road then. Uh, he wouldn't know that. He'd think it goes straight through. Yeah. Man on foot might keep going, rough hiking over those hills, though. Yeah, Reeves mightn't have had any other choice. Maybe sooner than we figure. Well, how so, Jase? Look at our temp gauge. Boiler, he's driving would be blowing up by this time yeah you'd think so keep an eye out for it he might have what's the matter jace look behind us
3: hey how do you like that hard car's car
2: not a bad hiding place behind those rocks coming from our direction you'd have never guessed it was there i wouldn't have seen it at all if i hadn't been watching the rearview mirror boy that wreck sure didn't do this car either. i don't think that's what stopped it though That puddle under the radiator? Mm. that water pump still leaking. Reeves might have pulled up here for a little shut-eye while the engine cooled down. Yeah, and while he waited, water drained right out of the bottom. Mm. There's not a house in sight. Mr. Reeves drew himself a long walk. Here's his track. Start down the road. Uh Uh-oh. What, Chase? He's turned off to the right. Yeah, looks like he's aiming for that dry wash. Nothing ahead of that but the mountains. If he's still figuring to get to Mexico, he's sure doing it the hard way. Yeah. Unless maybe he saw something out there. Something we don't see. Come on, Clay. Let's get the horses and find out. He seems to know where he's going, all right. Yeah, heading straight for the mountains. I can't see why he didn't stick to the road. Oh, Reeves knows what he's doing. He's been playing too smart so far to pull any... Whoa, whoa, Charlie, whoa, boy. Whoa, Dan, whoa. What you got there, Jase? Here's our answer. Burrow tracks. So that's what he saw from the road, a burrow. He came up to it, got on. Yeah, see where the marks overlap Reeves' footprints? Yeah, I see. Then he rode off toward the mountain. Wait a minute. Somebody was on that burrow already. See the trail coming toward us? A grazing animal wouldn't walk that straight. Yeah, you're right, Jase the tracks are deeper. Yeah,
1: they can double. You said there were Mexicans in these hills, huh? Yeah,
2: a couple families. Well, they'd have water and food. Yeah, and Reeves needs both. We better keep going, Clay. We followed the borough trail across the dry water. From there, it took practically a straight line through the brush and rocks toward the base of a jagged ridge in the distance. But before we got there, a figure came into view from behind one of the lower foothills. Jason. Your this way. Yeah, with a Mexican on him. Come on, Charlie. Yep. Let's move, boy. Come on. Ooh, ooh. Hold it. Hold up. Hold up. Ah, buenos días, señor Rangers. Buenos días. Howdy. Ah, it's big
3: surprise to see you Rangers, way down here.
2: Yeah, we're looking for a man. Here's his picture. You seen him around? Gracias. Pero sí. Sí, it's the same man. So good. You are looking for this man? Yeah. Where'd you see him?
3: But he is in my house. Now? See, si, senor. I meet him on the road. I ride him on Nita here to the house, and I leave him to sleep in hammock. He's very tired out. He asked me to put water in his car and drive it back to the house.
2: He promised me a dollar. He won't give you a dollar, my friend. More likely, give you a bullet.
6: Oh, madre mía. He's a bad man?
2: He's plenty bad. Now tell me, is there a way we can ride up to your house without his seeing us? See si, the road... She got there, but she is all in the open. We may have to rush him,
3: Jase. No, 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 senores. Por favor, mi me esposa, mean nah, no. We
2: can't do that, Clay. This no, man's no, wife and children are there. Yes, oh, no. senores. They will be killed. Well, we'll have to get Reeves away from the house somehow. Yeah. Senor, you say this man expects you to drive his car to your house for him? See, si, see. Si, si. Well, then you're not going to disappoint him. Let's go back and get the water in the car. You mean I'm going to drive the car to him the way you want me? Yeah. Only we're going to be in the back seat. Come on, Clay. Let's go, Charky. I am very scared. There's nothing to be scared of. You just do as we tell you. Is that your house up ahead? see, si,
3: senor. Quit that. Get down. He will see you.
2: Okay, Clay. We'll latch on to Reeves' little trick. Down on the floor. Right, Jason. Yeah. See him yet?
3: I can't see the hammock, senor.
2: But he is not there. No, what could have happened? Get down, Clay.
3: Yeah. I guess Maria, my wife. He's maybe giving him something to eat in the house.
2: Okay. Stop the car off to one side, 50 feet from the house. Si, senor. I am almost there, senor. All right, now. Remember what we told you.
3: I am plenty scared.
2: Buck up. Just don't cross him. You'll make out, all right. I wish I could believe that myself. I can say that again.
3: Senor! Uh, your car. She's ready. Okay. Put the water in. Si, senor. I put the water in. She's all ready to go. All right, all right. Don't right. let Oh, no,
2: no, senor. So far, so good. I didn't get in the car before we take him. Well, what's the big idea of parking over there? Could you the drive to the door?
3: I, I am sorry, senor. I, I didn't know, senor. Yeah. I, I don't want no money, senor. Huh?
6: Please. I know you say you pay, but it's all right. I, I don't want it. You go now, por favor. What do you mean you don't want money? You need money bad. What's a big idea anyway? Just what's the... <laughs> do you know? Come on up with it. No, 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 I know you know. You'll we'll have to take him now, Freddy. Will you do?
5: All right,
1: Reeves. Get away from him. Put your hands up. Come oh,
3: on. Oh, Good work, Jace. You
1: got him.
2: Yeah, Pulling that gun, that was a mistake,
6: Reeves. I'm sorry I
2: didn't
6: kill you, copper. All right, just try these cuffs on for size, Reeves.
2: Oh, oh, my hand. Here, let's see it. Now, you're just nicked. But it'd be a long time before he used that thumb again for hitchhiking.
0: In just a moment, we will tell you the results of the case you have just heard. Now, here are the results of the case you have just heard. Al Rees was returned to Boca County
1: where he was convicted not only of the crimes for which he had been waiting trial, but for jailbreak, armed robbery, and kidnapping as well. Sentence was set at 10 years on each count, 40 years in all, to be served in the state penitentiary at Huntsville.
0: And here once again is the star of our show, Joel McCrae.
2: There's an interesting story I heard a short time ago from our good friend and technical advisor, Captain M.T. Lone Wolf Gonzalez. It seems that a good many years ago, a Ranger Captain was assigned as bodyguard to escort President William H. Taft on a tour through Texas. At every stop made by the party, the Ranger Captain was required to precede the President as they stepped from the train. Amid shouts of, there's a Texas Ranger, the President of the United States found his popularity and appeal in Texas second to that of the Ranger. Somewhat embarrassed, the ranger turned to the chief executive and said, Mr. President, don't mind them. They just don't want me to feel bad. So long, folks. See you next week.
0: Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers.